0: There's a woman who yells to Snuka, Hey, Snuka, you goddamn murderer. When are you going to kill another girl?
1: He says, have you heard anything about Snuka and his girlfriend? The girl passed away. He didn't get arrested. He wasn't detained.
0: She had a huge bruise around her neck, and she had multiple cuts and
1: abrasions. I can't see Jimmy hurting anyone. by the good people at the Bob Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. Sure. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. history, Protect us from the Central university. university. A study on the Y, called
0: Everybody wanted everybody. All the details All the flying bottles. that that we had in our possession. Had in our possession.
2: Nindu, nindu. The there's an no old saying in Tennessee, I know it's types of no problems. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.
0: like we always do about this time boom all right everybody welcome to episode 226 of our jacob do america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me is not the brown recluse mr r trail uh i am sitting here today with the gummy bear mr jordan Olgain, formerly of the words are hard podcast jordan say hello to the millions
3: and millions what up everybody um i don't know if you can say formally oh you guys are making a comeback i don't know if we're gonna make a comeback bro but you know i can't say formally because like so basically a part of it. I don't know, man. It's if, been if, like a if, year. If it's alive, you know. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, Frankenstein.
0: Like,
3: like, if it's alive, yeah, it might be come back like reincarnated and shit, you know. I guess,
0: but well, we shall see because between the last time you we were here and this time you're we here, yeah, we still haven't recorded. Still haven't yeah. recorded a podcast, so I'm gonna say formally until that shit's resurrected, like Jesus Christ sounds on the cross. Good, sounds good to me. Yes, but anyways, before we get into that, before we get into our topic today, guys, let's give a shout out to our sponsors first and foremost give a shout out to caveman coffee guys i need everyone to head on over to cavemancoffeeco.com uh check out all the coffee the coffee grounds coffee beans uh the hibiscus tea as art would usually say when he was on here uh the nitro cold brew i can attest for that that's why i'm lit like a candlestick right now it's because of the nitro cold brew uh put that shit in your cart uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code America and Caveman Coffee will give you 15% off your entire purchase. Now, give a shout out to our other sponsor, guys. I need everyone to head on over to superapparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So, check out her store. Uh, all of her designs were designed by her own two hands. So, uh, jordan you can attest to it you basically own half of her merchandise yeah right?
3: no, i actually have a lot of, a lot of t-shirts from her and um they're good bro they're, they they fit comfortable uh That's it's a soft material you know i like them you yeah. know they, they fit well the sizes are true true to size so you know okay i mean can't beat it bro and it came in quick bro. like not even like i think like four days when i That's ordered. was really so good yeah it
0: came in really good that's some Amazon Prime and, and, activity and, and, right and, and there, and it's
3: wild because obviously she's in South Africa, but yeah. she has she has a, a, a sweatshop here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we say powerful because here, she here in America. <laughs> and that's why she can get that shit out to you. So yeah, yeah,
0: you don't have to sign up to Amazon Prime to get that shit. Back I'm not out saying here.
3: what race these people are, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're, they're little white children in North Carolina.
3: Yeah, but no, honestly, like she has, she has really great stuff, man. And uh, like I said, materials awesome. So yeah, I, I attest. Go ahead and go buy that shit. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and they also make great presents. So I don't know what the next holiday is. Maybe Labor Day, Veterans Day. <laughs> Maybe she might make you a sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to the Patreon <laughs> to get that joke. Uh, but they make great gifts. Birthday, bar mitzvah, whatever. Fill your cart up with stuff that you love, want, and desire. And maybe get something for somebody that you love, want, or desire. Yes, sir. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off your entire purchase.
3: <laughs> Fucking did <damn. laughs> That's what we used to say on my podcast. I was formerly oh, there. Formerly, you there.
0: Formally, your former <laughs> podcast. You you are officially inducted uh-huh. into the friends and family of Art and Jacob to America. But Jordan, we're not here to talk about socks that live underneath your bed. In the corner. In the corner. <laughs> <laughs> or your friends and family. <laughs> Jordan, what are we here to talk about today?
3: Uh, we are actually here to talk about the uh, Mr. Iconic Man Jimmy Snooker himself. Yes. You know, everyone knows Jimmy Snooker from, you know, going off the top rope, doing his uh, I love you hand signs and mm-hmm. everything. So, real famous for that and that's, you know, that's what people know. That in the in the coconuts, bro. Oh, there you <laughs> go.
0: So, yeah, man. <laughs> and he's also known for some other shady shit. Not yeah. only uh, was he a very popular wrestler in the early 80s but he yeah, is the 80s. prime suspect for the murder of his mistress miss nancy argentino
3: argentino yeah and yeah. It, you know a lot of places that was a different last name and no yeah that's <laughs> argentino
0: hey we're taking the taking it from the family from
3: her sisters uh you know from their mouths you there know you go. so <laughs> that's
0: what we're rolling with baby there you go uh but jordan why should we care about mr jimmy snooker
3: um uh well Jimmy Snooker man he was, he was real popular back in the day, obviously. Uh he was he was granted to be, you know, the next best thing, you know, or the face. You know, everyone knows back in the day Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, uh, Ultimate War. these those were your faces, you know, and obviously everyone few years, you know. Jimmy Snooker was supposed to be that guy, man. Um he was brought up uh um, basically to to take over before Hulk Hogan was even even around. Correct. You know? Yeah. And Obviously, I think at the time it was like Andre the Giant was kind of like the face of, of mm-hmm. wrestling, you know, because this was all still during the whole territories and stuff like that. Correct. So uh, he came up, and honestly, he was gaining a lot of popularity before before like before they even thought of making him a push, kind of like our boy L.A. Knight right now. Correct. I know? was just thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Before that, before he was even going to get a push, he actually started getting a lot of following and, and uh, bigness behind him. And I don't know if it's because the way he like he wrestled the
0: way he looked you know the way he, he or maybe dressed, just all of like, the or just everything combined the, exactly the total package because you got to remember and, and i look at wrestling like in eras right mm-hmm. before jimmy Snuka's era like wrestlers like it wasn't uncommon to see somebody like super out of shape you know right. and they would all wrestle like in their chonies with like you know tidy whiteys on yeah. basically no on really trunks right yeah. and like it's just kind of disgusting seeing like some of these dudes like how they would come out and present themselves Bro, you don't need to talk about Pat Patterson like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's the only one that popped up. <laughs> yeah but no that's a great example yeah. because it was like always some sloppy looking white yeah. dude and you know they would you know wrestle and you know to, to me, like I probably wouldn't have been a fan, right, back in the day, like yeah. because it looked it just looked grungy or whatever, yeah. right. But then Jimmy Snuka kind of helped usher in like that era of like that bodybuilder era, kind right. of thing. And he, because he was a legit bodybuilder, yeah. Uh, he was born in Fiji. Um, his name wasn't Jimmy Snuka. No. I hate to hate to break kayfabe <laughs> on there for you guys. Uh, <laughs> the reality, he his name wasn't really Jimmy Snuka. His, his name was actually James Wiley Smith. Uh, but he was actually born in Fiji. Um, his mom, uh, he, and he's kind of like a love child because his mom was engaged to another gentleman but had Jimmy <laughs> with another guy kind of thing. And Basically, she
3: was pregnant and got with another dude in the middle of her pregnancy.
0: Correct. And so uh, when he she had Jimmy, they moved to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, um, Jimmy... Uh, got really into bodybuilding around the 1960s. And then this is also the era of like Arnold Schwarzenegger too. I I was
3: just going to say that was around Schwarzenegger time, right? Correct.
0: And um, even now, now after like Arnold came, went and, you know, conquered or whatever, right? There's not a lot of money in bodybuilding. Right. And Jimmy Snooker was, like, killing it, you know, in the 1960s. Like, he won Mr. Hawaii. Oh, shit. He won Mr. Uh, Waikiki and also Mr. North Shore. And, like, those are big bodybuilder hubs. Which he all, was yeah. And he was the dude there. But he wasn't making any money. And it wasn't until, like, the late 60s, I believe it was 1968, uh, while he was um, doing personal training, which you also don't make any money no, at, right? at Don Ho, or Dean Ho's mm-hmm. gym, who was, um, you know, a a bodybuilder, as well as he, you know, trained wrestlers, um, you know, he would see, you know, wrestlers, you know, come and go out of there, people like Don Morocco and things like that. And he would see like, oh, wow, they're living like a good lifestyle, kind of like a rock star lifestyle. And so he said, Hey, I want to train to be a professional wrestler. So he moves out, uh, to, uh, the Pacific Northwest territory, Jordan mentioned territory. So before like WWF and AEW, there was just little pockets all over the United States. All over and the Pacific Northwest, like, they had their own territory, but they were under the the blanket of what was called the National Wrestling Alliance. And the Pacific Northwest Territory, which Jimmy was involved with, he was a six-time heavyweight champion. And he wrestled the likes of people like uh, Jesse Ventura, Ted DiBiase, and, you know, all these famous people like Ricky Steamboat and whatnot who go that's on. What
3: has the name, that's the name I had in my head, Ricky Steamboat. I remember that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so all these big deals or whatever, as well as, you know, Paul Orndorff and whatnot, uh, became, you know, NWA Texas heavyweight champion, as well as mid Atlantic tag team champion, um, you know, and in Georgia as well. So he would travel all around the world, but he got his big break. In the WWF, once Vince McMahon started buying up all these territories yeah. and putting it under the label of the WWF, yeah, that, that motherfucker ran such
3: a monopoly too, dude. Cause yeah. like I think about how many territories were there. Probably at least probably like fifteen, something and, like and that. And yeah, I, I think the last one that budged too was like Memphis territory or mm-hmm. and, and like Texas too. Like, dude, yeah. but it's like fucking Vince McMahon. I mean, granted, he he kind of did it smart because he brought all the wrestlers all together. Yeah, but it's like, damn, you fucking you monopoly the shit out of everything, Correct. bro. Like, yeah. And, and now, and now, like, the, you have the competition with AEW, so I mean that's pretty cool. You, yeah. he, can't, he can't buy them. i mean, oh, well, he can buy them. But. Well, now he can because they're with Endeavor. <laughs> Especially but. with Endeavor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, back yeah. in the day,
0: though, it would be like a bunch of, like, mom-and-pop Mexican yeah. shops just all getting gobbled up yeah. by Taco Bell yeah. and all the best dishes, you know, Already being on the Taco Bell menu now yeah. and shit, right? So, and that was Jimmy Snuka. And you got to, again, like Jordan said in the beginning, you got to remember – you know, Hulk Hogan was up in, uh, I believe, like, in the Minnesota area. Uh-huh. I think it was the AWA. Uh, you had other people. Yeah, like-
3: Jerry Lawler in Memphis. You had Ric Flair. Well, Ric Flair kind of went a little bit everywhere, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And they all had their own, like, little top stars. You know, I mean, just, just, I mean, you look now, you know, you say, well, grind it this way, SmackDown and, and Raw, you know, you have your, yeah, on Raw, you have Seth Rollins and, you know, whoever's there. And then on SmackDown, you have the uh, Roman, Roman Reigns which is also you know related to Jimmy, Jimmy Snuka, Snuka. So, um, yeah you know but you have your top people and that's basically how these territories were you know you had your like three four or five people that were up there and like I said when Vince McMahon started buying everything well hey you know what let's just build an all-star team with the WWF and actually it was WWWF yeah the World Wild Wrestling yeah, Federation so, um, so he ended up doing that and you know he like I said made the Monopoly and brought everyone together and he, he started, started taking it traveling You know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of these places, when they when they did their territories, they were just in that little area in those like four, three to four states. You know, they they didn't go nationwide. Yeah. You would
0: just every Friday night, you would just wrestle at the sportatorium. And the
3: the bad thing that sucked, too, is uh, a lot of them weren't televised. Yep. You know, so um, not until not until like a little bit later, right, like right like around the time like Vince was buying the territories. That's when a lot of them were getting on. getting uh, nationally televised, but a lot of them weren't on TV, you know, yeah. so...
0: And that's what, Seth, that's what gave Vince the ability to buy all these territories is because mm-hmm. he had TV rights deals mm-hmm. with, you know, New York stations. Right. And if you own New York, <laughs> yeah. you own pretty much the yeah, whole country and kind and of you, thing. you
3: got money, man. Yeah. And then, obviously, I mean, you're a wrestler coming up, well, shit, I get to be on TV, people are going to see me? Cool, let's do it, you know, because what's, what's that doing? Bringing in more money, more money baby. baby. So, yeah. yeah,
0: and that was Jimmy <laughs> Snuka in a nutshell. Like, he was the man... In uh, the Pacific Northwest Territory, and when he got brought into the WWF, he they wanted to bring him up in, as a heel, and this is yeah. you know back in the day kind of mentality. You get you look at his look, he he looked like a bad dude. He looked like a bad guy in Arnold Schwarzenegger. He looked
3: like a serial killer. Yeah.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean he had like that jack body. Yeah. I mean this guy was like jacked to the gills. Yeah, he, he at the time he had like a mustache, uh, and he just has like this natural like mean look on he, his face he
3: looks like the guy when you're walking on the same side of the street of him you're gonna walk
0: across the street because you yeah. don't want to walk on the same side or your voice goes up a couple octaves and,
3: and like like jago was saying he bodybuilding, so the dude was buff as shit and it's like yeah i'm not trying to be by this guy like because i mean what if he was twacked out and then he you know <laughs> he's gonna what my ass anyways like i'm cool I'm, I'm gonna get away from this you know yeah. so yeah
0: so um yeah so when they brought him in he had the look kind of a of a bad guy yep. he even more like the tiger stripe you know uh trunks and yep. whatnot uh but they you know kind of uh sold him as like this uh tahitian savage kind of like you know his other family members yep. like the wild Samoans and whatnot mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of racist but you know and they would put him up against people like don morocco like these white knights of yeah. wrestling whatever right uh, but the fans gravitated towards him because not only did he have a really cool look yeah because when you look back on him you're like wow that looks cool because yeah, I also think he's like one of the first people too that did uh,
3: like the wristbands too correct or, or the wrist taping and what was cool is that his wristband and wrist taping that he had it actually matched his trunks yeah so it all went together instead of like oh just regular white tape and you're wearing red trunks or blue mm-hmm. trunks like he actually made it all match and go together and then he actually had the uh, little anklets also correct and it all went together Like so he looked good bro. Like. It, yeah. it You know, the action figure that you would want to have, you know?
0: Exactly, right? Yeah, because it was also the time of, like, Arnold movies, Mm -hmm. Sylvester Stallone movies, and he looked like he could be in his own movie kind of thing. And not only did he have the look, but he also had the in-ring ability. And then we're not talking about, like, Ric Flair, you know, doing this, you know, four moves and you know the the high spots or whatever yeah. like no like he was like the first high like one of the first high flyers in wrestling. i would
3: i would probably say he is the first man because like like i brought up in the beginning of the episode like this is what people kind of know him for besides the, the situation that we're talking about you know but that's what they know him for for jumping off the top rope i think he was the first person to jump off a cage correct you know like in the corner like bro in this this is 15 20 feet high cage and he's going all the way to top and like i said Throws up his little love signs and wow, just fucking body slams or not body slams, but like jumps like frog splashes somewhere, bro. Like and you got to think about the
0: context of that, right? Is like. Before him, like you had people that you know these old fla- flabbery, fla- flabby yeah. fucking old men just Flabbergs. slapping Bob Becklands. Yeah, oh. yeah, just <laughs> slapping each yeah who he wrestled, yeah. like slapping each other around yeah. and doing like little like shoot wrestling moves or whatever. Like that gets old after yeah. a while. To see like this guy, that's like this perfect ten of a dude. Yeah. Like he literally stepped off like a movie screen and he's like jumping off a fifteen. I even heard stories of him jumping off a 20 foot cage yeah. and landing on someone that had never been seen before. So immediately forced Vince to make him from being a heel, bad guy yep. to a baby face. Good guy Good for those guy. who don't watch yep. fucking wrestling and yep. shit. So yeah, he, he was literally the man of the WWF during the early eighties. Yeah.
3: And, and it's cool. Cause like, like, how we're bringing it up like with him doing that I mean, it's the first ever seen. It. so it's like nowadays you see people when they do something and you hear the whole crowd like holy shit holy because it's something amazing I can only imagine how it was back then when they saw it it's like what you oh, can do that? yeah like <laughs> hold on that, that how is that physically possible? You yeah know? that's how we are nowadays when we when, like I said when we see wrestling we're like holy shit like how, how did someone do that? so for that, because now we see people jump off the top. of like, oh, that's whatever. Yeah, Ricochet rope, makes it a fucking like, nightly yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. you jump off the cage. Oh shit, that's cool. Like he jumped off the cage. But was like we've seen it. Mm. Then it was the first time. It was like oh damn. You know, yeah. I can only imagine how like, how the crowd was back then. You know, and
0: it was so impactful that the big one that everyone talks about is the one that happened in Madison Square Garden against uh, uh, Don Morocco. Um, in attendance was Mick Foley, Tommy show- Dreamer, Sandman. And they all said that they were in the audience when this happened as, like, kids, right? Oh, that it inspired them to become professional wrestlers themselves.
3: And if you guys know them, you know, basically ECW, Extreme Extreme Championship Wrestling, is like, that's what they do. They do all this dangerous stuff and, uh, you know, attack people. Mick Foley wasn't in ECW. He was in WWF. But, dude, look how crazy he was. You guys know him from being thrown off of a cage by Undertaker, one Correct. of his biggest spots of his whole career career. Fucking two foot straight through his lip. And then, you know what? They t- carry him off. He's like, nope, I'm going back out there for the season match. What happens right after that? Gets choke slammed through the cage into the ring. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. bro, like, and then, well, Sandman, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. Like I said, ECW wrestling, bro. So it's like, you know, if that inspired them, you know, obviously, because back then, you know, seeing that for the first time, bro, tells you how crazy this man was. Like, so I guess you could say he's the heart of, you know, that ECW genre or that hardcore era type stuff
0: and he actually like to fast forward his career a few um, years he actually becomes the first ecw champion as well (laughs) you know see how that that uh troll did there yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) so i mean and we say all this to build up the fact that like he was a super big deal in the early 80s he was being positioned like i said this was a time period where Hulk Hogan wasn't the Hulk Hogan that you know now. Yeah, he was just another guy on the card, and actually Jimmy snooker was a bigger deal than Hulk Hogan at this time period. Like that, he was supposed to be Hulk Hogan. He was, spo- he
3: was supposed to be Hulk Hogan. He was supposed to be that man, you know. And then, I mean, obviously shit happened.
0: But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So um, when you become the man, right? You, get <laughs> you you take on a lot more responsibilities, obviously. Yeah, you take on a lot of resp- more responsibilities. Uh, you also, too, start to in, take on a lot more bad habits. Uh, so at this time, uh, the Nature Boy, not Ric Flair, oh, but gonna Buddy say, Rogers. I, I was
3: going to bring up like, uh, Mason big Mason, uh, uh, said Mason, more money, more problems type of deal. Yeah, yeah.
0: basically the same shit, you know? It's exactly <laughs> that, yeah. Um, but the Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, was his manager at this time. And back in the day, I mean, we have managers in wrestling now like yeah. Paul Heyman and you know, Zelina Vega. You know, she manages the LWO, yeah. quote unquote, or whatever, right? But they're not really managing. Maurice, oh. yeah, <laughs> Maurice. No, she's managing uh, those balls in little another little way. Tiny, those tiny
3: balls. <laughs>
0: uh, um, or Maxine Dupree. You know, yeah. like. Oh, <sighs> I know. Trust me. There's plenty of socks in the corner. <laughs> to that woman but anyways I digress on that point but back in the day when you had a manager he really was your guy Yeah. and the nature boy Buddy Rogers that I say the nature boy because he was actually the wrestler that inspired the nature boy Ric Flair, Ric Flair. that's where Ric yep. Flair gets his name yep. uh, but basically Buddy Rogers' job was to kind of coach Jimmy Snuka uh, show him kind of the ropes of like hey this is how you uh, you know navigate these waters and professional wrestling yeah. and oh yeah he has to drive him from city to city make sure that he's making all of his appearances and whatnot he's basically your understudy that you're responsible yeah for. And
3: that, that's what i was gonna bring up too is basically kinda, well it was kind he was kind of more like a babysitter if you want if you want to go that route because you know like you said teaching him the ways and everything but that's what i wanted to bring up about him have, actually having to drive him from whatever cities that they're going to and stuff like that he he was the one in charge of that so correct
0: yeah and it'd be kind of the equivalent of, like, John Cena, <laughs> like, driving around uh, uh, L.A. Austin night- Theory. Oh, oh no, Austin theory. theory, yeah. Yeah, like, some, like, up-and-comer right yep. now. And, um, I mean, obviously, that wouldn't happen today because John Cena's too busy making yeah, Transformers. And- it'd, be, it'd
3: be more like,
0: uh, I don't know, we'll say, like, Mark Henry driving around the New Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, Buddy Rogers went to Vincent McMahon and said- racist. <laughs>
3: So is the WWE. We're yeah, right. yeah. I mean,
0: you're just telling the facts. <laughs> yeah. You know. But anyways, uh Buddy Rogers goes to Vince McMahon and says, like, hey, I cannot deal with this guy anymore. He's a sweetheart of a man, but he's when he gets on that junk, I just cannot deal with him anymore.
3: And, and that's that's the thing too. Back in back in the day, um, you know, a, a lot of these wrestlers I mean, if you hear stories from Rick flair like how much they used to drink and stuff like that, and all these pills that they used to pop and and you know, taking all these drugs, um, I I I don't know if you have the notes or not, but I'm pretty sure he actually got in a car accident, uh, oh. and that's what start, made him start uh, taking the the pills and stuff like that. So that's that's what why he started you know after after the car accident he started taking pills and got crazy. I didn't that know way. that. No. So yeah, um, but yeah, um, I'm sorry, that's a like I said that was really a really big thing back then. You know they they were all. You know, I mean every wrestler back in the day, th- and they talk about it like how much they, how much drugs they used to take. I mean, obviously, and that's more like the industry, like because even like, you know, I think we talked on the last episode, uh, how they were taking drugs, or when we talked about the um, the, plane the plane ride ride from, from hell. hell. Yeah, we talked about plane ride from hell, and that just happened, what, ten years ago? You twenty know? years ago, I want 20, to say twenty years ago, and, and they were still doing all the drugs crazy then. I mean, they, they were living like rock stars. Might, they still might now, but yeah. back then it was just a whole totally different story. Yeah, like, and and honestly, that's what brings it up to me is more like kind of like jimmy hendrix like correct that's the type of like shows that they they debauchery yeah really really amped up like that on
0: it yeah and jimmy took it to another level because it wasn't just drinking you know like you hear stories from like jerry lawler where like the boys which the fellow wrestlers when you would drive from town to town they would have the light inside of their car on so that way you knew it was you know another wrestler Mm -hmm. and they would buy packs and packs of like alcohol uh as well as bottles and bottles of pills right so yeah jimmy was doing that as well but he was also he got strung out on cocaine mm-hmm. because you got to remember at this time cocaine was a rich person's drug yeah and jimmy went from you know doing like little bingo halls and stuff to being like the guy yeah. and when you're the guy when you're the head of the table when you're the tribal yeah, chief
3: and starting to do started to do convention centers
0: yeah yeah The Bakersfield Convention Center, yeah. You get a bigger payday, and a bigger payday means better drugs, which was cocaine, which he got super addicted to.
3: And like I said, more money, more more problems. So if you didn't get in that bullshit, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, granted, like, for us, like, that shit sucks, but it's like, you know, I guess it's tight because we got to see all the bullshit that he, that him and like all the other wrestlers did, but it's like, damn, that fucking sucks. Like, because you, you, like, it wasn't just him, like I said, all of them got, in, got all into of the them, bullshit, yeah. dude. So. That's why
0: there's a whole fucking four-season uh, documentary series called yeah. Dark Side of the Ring because these drugs, these alcohol, these problems, these more money, more yeah. problems, like you're yeah. saying, come and make these tragic stories or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So um, put a pin, I guess, like in Jimmy's story for now. Yep. So Buddy Rogers leaves Jimmy Snuka and he's without a manager, without someone to drive him around. Yep. Mind you, Jimmy... Can, he can speak and talk english or whatever yeah. but he was born in fiji it, it, it's
3: it's a, it's a little jagged you know you know how it is like when people come over from a different country like they can speak speak our language speak the language here and it's like yeah but you know they have the accent to them and stuff like that so Correct. right and like real choppy and stuff it's like like i'll say bad english now but we're not bad english but people i was trying to think of the way that people say it, like the, the same for it, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Bro- broken English. Broken, broken
0: English, yeah. yeah. He has that going on. He can't read. He can't yeah. write. So he needs a handler. Yeah. So we're at this point with Jimmy's story. Put in pin in that. Let's talk about Nancy Argentino. Yep. Who is Nancy Argentino, Johnny? Uh,
3: well, Nancy Argentino, I believe, ended up becoming his manager, uh, his new manager, but also became his mistress because, uh, Jimmy James, whatever you want to call him, was actually <laughs> was actually married. Correct, and
0: um, with four children in North Carolina.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. yeah, and so so she basically kind of, kind of like the story like we were talking about with Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. You know, ended up becoming a little side chick, and then you mm-hmm. know, becoming his main chick. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- and basically she kind of took on the role of like like Buddy Rogers having to take him everywhere and being his uh, chaperone and stuff like that. And well, you know, if a guy and a girl they're together for so long they end up hooking up, and that like I said, they end up being his mistress out on the road and stuff like that.
0: And the way she became that is is she's actually from Brooklyn, New York, and um, her and one of her friends, they would take trips to see uh, the wrestling matches that they called mm. back in the day at Madison Square Garden. Again, we are talking about the Territory era yep. where like every Friday night at the Sportatorium, yeah. here in Bakersfield it was the Dome. The Dome. The, oh, man, um, that was Chief Jake yeah. Strongbone, he, you know, created that. Uh, but every Friday night you would go to... Wherever, you know, they were showing, you know, the wrestling at. And her and her friend would go to the matches at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden at that time was Vince McMahon Sr.'s hub where you saw, like, Bruno San Martino and all of the New York Territory guys. And so I guess her friend at the time was dating, you know, one of the wrestlers. And then Nancy Nancy being like her friend, and I'll say this: one of the more attractive friends. Yeah. When you see was, pictures of her, yeah. like she she was super pretty. Yeah, she she was pretty.
3: I mean, I mean, probably not like the bombshells today, but you know, back back in the day, yeah, she was up there. I mean, especially because back then they didn't put too many makeup on, so she had more of that natural beauty look.
0: Correct. Yeah. Like, and you know, you got to think. You know, you have all of these like. These men, basically, yeah. like in she, you know, because her friend was dating a wrestler, she's bringing her friend backstage. You mm-hmm. have all these wrestlers fanning over her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until this morning. I was listening to a podcast, but Nancy actually dated briefly Hulk Hogan. Right, and um, after a while, you know, it didn't work out with Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, went on his other way or whatever. Uh, but Nancy started, you know, dating Jimmy Superfly Snuka again the main guy yeah you know hulk hogan wasn't the main guy he was mid-carding this shit yeah. S- superfly he was the main guy so he got the prettiest girl in the room which was nancy rises to the crop <laughs> <laughs> to the, <top. laughs> the <same thing>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so you know at first you know they start off like it's just like an innocent dating or whatever yeah. buddy rogers leaves him and they need a new lady to – or a new, a new person. Ma-
3: just new person in general. Yeah, yeah, to handle him. And even back then, like, women in wrestling wasn't a big thing. Correct. You know? So having her having her around was more new – well, fairly new, you know, especially like you said, it's back in the 80s, you know. Correct. So it, it, I mean, let's be honest. Women didn't really have a lot going for them back then, you know. And obviously now it's more equal rights. <laughs> but, yeah. like – Back then they, they really they were just there, you know, kinda like how I wasn't say like the Saudis are right now,
0: but <laughs> Well it, in a way you're right <laughs> but though, yeah. yeah they though, they, but they
3: weren't allowed to do a lot of things. So seeing a woman in wrestling was you know, nope. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it's not like she had a role on TV at all, kinda like Buddy Rogers, yeah. like who on TV was his manager. No, Nancy was the doing everything that Buddy Rogers was doing, but behind the scenes. The seems, yeah. And you talk to um um you see interviews uh with people like Um, you know, Don Morocco, uh, uh, Tony Atlas, even The Rock's dad. um, uh, He was, they were even talking about how like, yeah, they would see Nancy around, um, you know, before the matches, but Jimmy kept her very isolated. Kind of like, you know, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, where it's just like, you don't go in the locker room, you don't talk to anybody. And everyone was like, yeah, I've seen Nancy, but I didn't know her because Jimmy kept her so, you know, to the side. And you got to think, I mean, in a way, yeah, you don't want you know all these <laughs> steroided up dudes like trying to hit on your chick. Yeah. You got Hulk Hogan over here who's well, already done something with well, her. probably. especially
3: especially if you've already been in the if you are in the match, you know if you are wrestling out there, and you don't know what's going on with your lady back back there. Fair know, what's point.
0: Happening. Yeah, fair point. And um, but then also too, you don't want people knowing that you have a side chick when you got when a you wife and four children wife. at yep, home. Yep. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, speaking about that, I wanted to ask, of which you probably know, it, Tamina's not with him, right? Or not with her? It's she, no, no, Tamina uh,
0: yeah, his daughter. No, yeah, that's okay. with his other wife. <laughs> right. Okay, and that's. What, uh, that's what I was trying to make sure. I was. I wasn't too sure though. Yeah, he Jimmy, I guess had three marriages, and I think he's had four or five kids. Because oh, well, because after, we the, know after of, the
3: incident, after the incident, he ended up getting another wife too. So
0: yeah, and what's crazy is is he married a lady while he was still married to this wife. Oh shit! And it was one of his. Contemporary wrestlers' is moms. So it'd be like wow. Wow. yeah, like I'm banging your mom kind of situation. Yeah. So as cool as he was, he was also kind of an ass. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. know, to put it slightly or <laughs> whatever, right? Uh, so, anyways, Nancy takes over. And mind you, she's only twenty-three years old. Yeah. Super young. Like I think back to when I was twenty three years old. I'd be super innocent, right? Right. And she's having to see all this stuff, all the debauchery of what the boys are doing, right? Jimmy flying off the handles and, you know, being addicted to cocaine and whatnot, right? And we don't know a lot about, you know, the, the relationship because I guess it only lasted a few months, but... Nancy would bring Jimmy home. Right. Uh, she would introduce uh, Jimmy to her family. And the family would just say, like, he was really weird. Like, yeah. he would isolate they, yeah, himself. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like him at all. They had a weird vibe from him. Uh, he wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, but there was one incident with uh, Nancy's sister, La- Louise. La- Louise, La- La- Louise. Yeah. Where Louise said, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm from New York. I'm a live wire. And I was talking about, you know, some stuff with Nancy and whatnot, right? And he was sitting at the table not talking like he normally did. You sound like the girl off of fucking Ted, (laughs) but that's the way she sounds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And she goes, I guess I said something that he didn't like, so he reaches across the table and goes to choke me, and like has like the look of Satan in his face and whatnot. Nancy jumps up, tries to save her or whatnot. And she runs upstairs and says, hey, you need to get rid of this guy. Like, we yeah. already got bad vibes from him when you brought him yeah. to the family barbecue and whatnot. And he's over here getting ready to choke the shit out of me. And yeah. she goes, no, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. And then Jimmy walks into the room and says, I am so sorry. You know, like, it's just been really stressful for me. This dumb Morocco guy, yeah. you know, is trying to take away my. T- my Trying t- to put his thumb up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 trying to steal my sock the other day <laughs> in the corner. <laughs>
1: He
3: knows those are my only clean socks for the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wanted to dirty why do you myself. Think, why do you think I go to the ring barefoot? You know
3: <laughs> you know that guy, Cop you
0: <laughs> Again, listen to the patron on to get that joke. Uh, but he goes, you know what? I feel so bad. You know, here, let me give you something. And then reaches out and gives her a bag of cocaine. And yeah. she's like, oh my God, like, no, like yeah. I am, I'm not about this lifestyle. At well, all.
3: also because of that, like, like we we're talking about back in the day, that's when, cocaine is coming up coming up big too and uh you know you think about it everyone was doing it so it's like he you know he gave it more as a peace offer like here here you go yeah yeah thinking you know everyone's doing it because i mean everybody was doing it it was mm. it was the hottest fucking thing out there you know like us in the jackal <laughs> 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 no but really though like it was the hottest thing out there and er- everyone's doing these drugs so you know g- gave gave her a sack for a p i basically as a peace offer like hey my bad you know yeah. for fucking
0: up and Nancy was like, "No, like she doesn't do that stuff. We're good Christian girls. We don't do that stuff." And so that's when like the family was just like, "Nope, we do not like yeah. uh, that you're seeing this guy." Yeah. Fast forward to January eighteenth, nineteen eighty-three, at uh, the Howard Johnson in Selena, New York. to look at my handwriting on my notes here. The residents of the Howard Johnson. Uh, call the police and call management of the Howard Johnson, mm-hmm. saying like, "Hey, somebody is on the top floor beating the shit yeah. out of a female resident."
3: Basically, they were saying that she, it sounds like someone's getting murdered in there because of how how loud she was screaming and stuff yeah. like that.
0: And so, police respond, and I guess they send out two police officers. And when they get on the scene, and this is all documented with you know police records mm-hmm. and police reports and whatnot, uh, they see uh, a gentleman. Uh, very, very, very jacked and tan, uh, running up and down the halls naked, dragging a naked uh, female up and down uh, the hallway. Uh, when they present themselves as the police, he throws her into the room, shuts the door, and the police are banging on the door saying, "Hey, open up! We're getting complaints that you know of a domestic dispute." Mm-hmm. He tells, basically, in so many words, you know, to fuck off. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with you, kind of thing. And so he, I guess Jimmy, you know, blocks the door and whatnot with his like humongous fucking lats yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his little fucking chili pepper hanging out. <laughs> Tell me why I was thinking about that. Because <laughs> I see you, baby. I see you. I read your mind. Oh, and the police God, just break. Just a
3: fucking big old bush.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the early 80s, it baby.
3: It looks like the Homer Simpson meme. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going to have fun doing the YouTube video on that picture. Uh, But anyways, they break down the door finally, and Jimmy is fighting off two police officers. Those police officers call for backup, and eventually they call out six police officers, and Jimmy is fucking up six police officers. It's not until they get two German shepherds out there, probably descendants from my house, (laughs) my German (laughs) shepherds or whatnot, and Jimmy's beating up six officers and two German shepherds. German shepherds, yeah. And eventually, you know, he gets arrested, he gets thrown into jail overnight, and, um, you know, he's charged with a, a misdemeanor count of assault of the third degree, a felony assault of the second degree, a misdemeanor count of resisting arrest, and obstruction of a police officer. No and- no indecent exposure? No indecent exposure because maybe he just had a glorious hog on him. No, because I'm telling you, the
3: bush covered it all up, so it looked (laughs) like he was in Johnny's (laughs) robe. It looked like like Captain Lou Sato was about to come.
0: (laughs) So anyways, um, police take a statement down from Nancy. And mind you, this statement is lost for quite some time. Uh, Kind of jump over a little, uh, a few details. Uh, Vince McMahon gets... Wind, word that yep. this happens or whatnot and he actually calls nancy and in so many words convinces her not to press charges mm-hmm. on uh jimmy Snooker.
3: and like we said uh, it's because also he is his biggest star yeah so bad publicity, all publicity is not good publicity correct you know? so it, him having that bad publicity of, of his top star doing this it's going to make him look, and the company look bad, especially of what he's trying to do, because he was still barely buying the territories at the time. It wasn't, like we said, it wasn't fully uh, as wwf you know it was he was still just had his territory so correct what he's doing it's gonna it mess everything up and like we talked about he has a television deal it's gonna screw up with the television deal so that's why he doesn't need any of this on him
0: bad publicity and we're living like in a very conservative time you know and you know this would look horrible for his company right so he's doing everything that he can to you know protect the business as in so many words right so he convinces her to basically write an affidavit saying that jimmy's never hit her uh, mm-hmm. It's a big misunderstanding. They were having an argument and whatnot, but this totally clashes with what you know she tells police initially. Um, I guess um, she tells police uh, that, that he beats her all the time. Yeah, and that, as well as uh, he was talking about the truth of God, yeah. and got furious when she looked to be not paying attention to what he was saying. Yeah. It started to beat the shit out of him again somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, you know, money involved and or whatever.
3: We know, we know. Vince pays people off. I mean, look at his allegations lately.
0: Yeah, correct. So we yeah. know
3: all this dude does is pay people off. I mean, the guy's a fucking billionaire, bro. Like, correct. You
0: know. So somehow, some way, that statement goes missing for a few decades, and it comes out that you know, this is all <laughs> big misunderstanding or whatnot. Um, somehow, some way, uh, Jimmy Snuka doesn't get charged with any of those felonies, any of those misdemeanors. He makes a donation. To the Ronald McDonald House and writes a public apology uh, to uh, all the police officers involved in um, that situation, and basically it gets off scot-free. Yep. So, um,
3: I don't know if you ha- if you had it in your notes or not. Um, but there was also another time I don't I don't know the exact date or if it happened before this or after this, um, where she actually called her uh, family, her sisters, to come come pick her up because of uh like him him being her and stuff like that. And then they call, and, like, literally the next day she calls them back and is like, oh, no, everything's okay, everything's fine, everything's always been okay and been fine. Like I don't know the exact date on that mm. or whatever, but... Well, there's a I, few I do, stories I, like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, where, and she would call people, you know, and mainly her sister, um, was it Lorraine or Louise? Yeah, there's two yeah, of them, yeah. yeah. So she always she always called her and it was, would tell her, like, hey, can you come pick me up? I'm over here. Or I'm, and then, you know, I mean, think about it. If she's in New York and, say, you're... Massachusetts I don't know you know and mm. she's not gonna be able to drive that 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 far in so little time you know correct yeah so and like I said she would call back in the morning like oh no everything's good everything's fine um basically kind of like saying oh she had a dream or some shit like that just because mm. she didn't like we were talking about she didn't want to put that bad publicity on anybody or not just him in general you know so
0: correct yeah and it comes out too like even buddy Rogers's wife who Jimmy had a home next to Uh, in North Carolina Mm -hmm. as well as I want to say Tony Atlas and even The Rock's dad, right? Rocky Johnson. They would talk about that his wife at that time uh, would come over to their house just bloody and beaten to a pulp and whatnot. And, you know, because of how it worked back in the day, um, you know, they would not um, say anything because they were trying to protect the business. They were not only just trying to protect Jimmy, but they had to protect the business as well. So all of this stuff kept getting hit, you know, swept under the rug, not only with, you know, the beating of his mistress, Nancy, right. but even the beatings of his wife at the time. Right. So,
3: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, everything's good. Um, yeah. Jordan had
0: a phone call. That's why he was laughing. I was yeah, making sure everything yeah, was okay. Yeah, no,
3: yeah. no, everything's good. Yeah, man. Um, and it's crazy because, well, like I said, um, even, the, even the wife that he gets after this, you know, is come up with her as well. Yeah. You know, where where he's beating her. I mean, this this guy just literally is a fucking woman beater. her. And I don't know if it's because, like, you know, his size and everything just, ain't like, overpowering people or, you know, wanting to have that... Um, not, I want to say authority, but not really authority. But you know, you know, that basically like saying like has the, that control and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he can control people. And like we said, he, he was a bodybuilder, so he's a big dude already. You know, so I mean, just walking in the room, walking in the room, you already have that, yeah. you know, that presence and, and stuff.
0: I think it's a culmination of things too. I mean, yeah, it, it was the times, you know, yeah. definitely like where where men felt that you know they had to place themselves; yeah, they couldn't be belittled. Or correct, like right? You got to think too. Like he was addicted to cocaine; that was going to turn you into the monster. Right. You got to think too. Ster- it was definitely the steroid era oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. And then also too you got to think about he had a shitty childhood, what we just talked about very briefly, right? Yeah. How you know his mom, basically he was a love child, you know, you know with his mom and dad and stepdad or whatever, right? That weird triangle that was going on right there. Moved around a lot when he was a kid. You know, had all those issues. So yeah. those emotional issues. Not only that, but remember the uh uh, there was another wrestler <laughs> in the same season of this uh, documentary series of Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Benoit, who oh, also yeah. flew off the top rope and was suffering yeah. from CTE from that exact same and, move. Basically.
3: And that's and I was say that's another thing why uh, people people were saying is uh, for him to do all this was because I mean we didn't know what CTE was or discovering CTE, and they actually said that he had a lot of brain damage and, Correct. and stuff to him, and especially him. Jumping off the top rope and everything. He also, uh, like like we we're saying, do the drugs and that's not gonna help out your brain at all. He you knows so it's gonna fuck you up even more.
0: Yeah, you're putting shit up your nose like yeah, that straight exactly. out of Columbia, yeah, that ain't that yeah. ain't healthy for you at all. Yeah, no. So it was an it was a big melting pot of bad things that turned this guy into a monster, basically, yeah, right? For sure. But on T V, he's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because I mean no I mean think about it. nobody knows the background, nobody knows their, mm-hmm. their stories back at home. You know? no. no no one's gonna see that shit. And then and I mean, like we were talking about they didn't have TMZ, you know. We no. got TMZ, so we get to see shit now that yeah, people yeah. do. You know, they didn't have a TMZ back then, so nobody knows this about him. You know, who's going to speak up about it? I mean, whoever he's beating up is going to talk about it. But it's like, are they going to believe them or are they going to believe him? They're mm-hmm. going to believe him because he's the more popular, famous person, or anything
0: that everybody yeah, loves. Yeah,
3: exactly. So I mean, and like I said, there's, nothing's being televised. No one's, you know, they're not talking about. It. It's not in the paper, nothing like that. So it's Correct. like. Yeah, you know, that wasn't a, that wasn't a thing back then. So he was able to get away with a bunch of shit. Correct. Basically, so I'm getting that. Yeah,
0: and boy, he ever will. And that, we're not yeah. just talking about this. So it brings us to the night of May tenth, nineteen ninety, 1983 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I guess it's like white, uh, the actual place that it happens at it's is like just outside or something like that. Yeah, it's outside of Allentown, but basically, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania is very important because. Back in the day, um, before Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, uh, the WWF's big show was called Championship Wrestling. And the way they used to film that, it wasn't live from Al- Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then it's yeah. gonna be in you know, Las Vegas, Nevada yeah. or whatever, right? Like it wasn't a touring thing that it is now. they would park in one place, mm-hmm. film a month's worth of TV, and then, you know, go from there kind of thing. Yep. And Allentown was very important because they provided them with pretty much a free place to film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then WWF at the time provided Allentown an economic boost. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring does a good job of uh, explaining, like, it, was, it wasn't it was unusual to, on a Tuesday night to see Andre the Giant at mm-hmm. your local bar yep. kicking back 100 beers and whatnot. And so that would bring, you know, more, more money into the town. Yeah, yeah, so... It it was kind of like a give and take relationship that the WWF and Allentown had um, in regards to that. So, anyways, uh, May tenth, um, they're doing a TV taping, and um, you know, Jimmy films. I think it was like three or four uh, episodes of championship wrestling. Uh, when he gets back to his uh, room, uh, he actually calls the ambulance because, in his words, mm. he sees a bunch of you know. Uh, yellow mucus or yellow substance, you know, coming yeah. out of Nancy's uh, mouth and nose. And I got the picture. I know you, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but when, um, Who said I haven't seen Pulp Fiction? <laughs> you did, <I> haven't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, when Mia Wallace, you know, snorts John Travolta's, uh, cocaine and it ends up being heroin, uh, you know, she has all that coming out of her. So I got that picture in my mind. So Jimmy sees her, she's conscious, but her pupils are dilated and fixated in one position. Yeah. And it just looks all bad. So he calls the ambulance in a frantic, and he's telling the ambulance, like, yeah, you know, um, we came, you know, in from New York to to Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, we were playing around, and I accidentally shoved her, and she hit her head on the the, the ground. And she was fine when I left, but when I came Uh, back, she was doing this. And then so that, you know, the ambulance, you know, they put an intubator in her, and they take her to the hospital where she dies a few hours later. At the hospital, Jimmy's telling the nurses a different story. Yep. She's saying that, oh, you know, we were in the car, and, you know, she really needed to go to the bathroom, so she jumps out of the car, she jumps over a little creek, and, you know, she was taking a long time, so I looked out, and she had fell and slipped and smacked her the back of her head on the concrete. Right. So I was slapping her around, trying to get her to wake up, and I put her in the bed and went right. to work. And then she tells the uh the uh, the police a different story yeah. he play, tells us uh, you know we were play wrestling and i must have accidentally elbowed her uh too hard into the wall and then the next day he tells another story he tells another story yeah. and he tells another story to where it comes out to like jimmy tells seven different stories within a matter of 24 hours
3: yeah and then also also with this too like the main his main story is he tries to go back and repeat and he does it on a different podcast so he talks about it is uh the whole situation with her uh he was waiting in the car. She had to go rush him. And then she, when she was coming back, she f- uh, fell and slipped. He brings it up as it was just him and her. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Dark Side of the rain uh, episode, you hear his cousin, which is Sam, you talk about, oh, yeah, no, I was in the car. I remember all that, everything that happened. And then they're like, oh, so the story's true about uh, Nancy f- slipping and falling. And he blatantly says, no, that yeah. never happened. Yeah. That, that never happened. And, I mean, granted – he probably has uh went with them uh, you know to allentown um from new york or whatever and it probably wasn't this time you know he says he did because like like you just brought up allentown was a place where they always recorded so which means he probably always went there too to go record too and this could have been a whole totally tri- different uh time because like how we talked about on the plane life plane ride from hill uh Kurt Angle and Vince Man were wrestling, but yet Kurt Angle wasn't on that plane, you know, when that mm-hmm. happened. So it could something similar could have happened before, but it might not have been that situation. But he bluntly says, I was there. You yeah. know? I, I literally was in the car with him and the next day. I was there at the hotel. And he, So he says he'd gone up with
0: them. And all the police reports and everything shows, or it's Jimmy's word saying that, yeah. like, yeah, it was just me and Nancy. Yeah. Never mind that Jimmy... At this time, was in a program where his cousin, yeah. you know, uh, Sam Fatu, the, the Tongan kid, yeah. and him were, or he was playing the Buddy Rogers role to, yeah. you know, uh, Sam Fatu, and I'm glad you bring up that point. Maybe he, Sam was thinking about a different time frame. Yep. Now, I was listening to uh, Grilling with Jr. and the actual creators of Dark Side of the Marine. They were on that podcast talking about the making of that episode. Right and they were saying and you know conrad he asks uh, the makers of that he says is it possible you know sam after 30 years is just remembering a different incident and they're like we thought so too but if you go back and you look when sam was signed to the WWF mm-hmm. and would have been you know made that first loop to Allentown that would have been his first time right. going to Allentown. So that was his first and only time yeah. that he could have gone with Jimmy Snuka and Nancy at that time. Mm-hmm. So no, he was definitely talking about that time period and the way Sam, Sam's coming from it from a a, a place of love where he's like, I don't think, you know, yeah. uh, Jimmy well, did it. Well, cause also he's even brought up as he didn't know that story,
3: that that's what was told.
0: Correct. Yeah. Like he didn't know that that's what, you know, uh, Jimmy was saying yeah. to Everybody. Basically the yeah. public, yeah. you know, because as it comes out, Jimmy writes a book, he goes on radio shows, yeah. and he's sticking to this story that, yeah, you know, you know, she slipped and fell, whether it was outside of uh, the car or at a gas station or in the hotel bathroom, like right. something happened where she slipped and fell. Um, and Sam is totally ignorant to any of those stories. Right. And you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Because he,
3: no, g- he looks lost. He looks lost when he's repeating, like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, Yeah. he's saying what now? Yeah, Yeah. he goes, that's not what happened at all, right? And um, as it comes out, um, Nancy has uh, over two dozen cuts and bruises on her head, ear, chin, and arms. Um, Let's be honest, that ain't going to happen from just a slip and fall. Correct. And even the police that go out uh, and look at the spot that Jimmy said she slipped and fell at, Uh, They didn't notice any blood, you know, in the dirt. They didn't notice any gravel or anything that probably would have gotten, like, caught up in her hair. hair. Or or in the cuts or anything like that, yeah. Because you got to think, like, no matter what Jimmy said, the fact is, is that something happened to her head and he left her there for 10, 12, 13 hours. And he
3: has an alibi because he was recording. Correct. He has an alibi. So it's like, oh, well, I wasn't with her, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. And so you would have to think, like, if she slipped and fell outside... The blood would have coagulated into that right. gravel into her, her hair. I mean, right. I went to the beach like a month ago, and I'm still getting You're sand still, out of my shoes. I shit. don't say you how your ass, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there too, right? <laughs> and my sock in the corner is yeah, yeah, still yeah. there, you know. Um, but you got to think, like all of that would have still been there after yeah. 13 hours, if not more so. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense, and it's looking more and more likely, again, with the changing stories, that you did something to this right. lady. Even the coroner's report, which didn't come out until thirty years later, said that you know this looked like uh, mate abuse, which was in the early eighties what they called domestic violence. When, uh,
3: uh, when the um when the sister said the undertaker came up and said like you know all this and I'm like the undertaker was there too like what the fuck <laughs> like, and then I didn't think I didn't put it in my head like oh the undertaker the like, actual yeah, like the like, actual like thing that they do you yeah know? yeah the, I was thinking actually Mark whatever his last name is Callaway. yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking I was like. Fuck, he was around that damn, how old is this dude?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, like everybody involved, like the yeah. nurses, the doctors, uh, the coroner, even the the man that did the autopsy, yeah. they're like, Yeah, this doesn't look like a simple accident. Right. This looks like they kept referring it as mate abuse, right? right. This looks like the actual term was that um it looked like Died of traumatic... This is literally like on her death certificate. Died of traumatic brain injuries consistent with a moving head striking a stationary object. And then in connection with all those bruises and scratches or whatever, they kept labeling it as mate abuse. So Even the the deputy coroner says that he suspected foul play and he refers this to the DA. Okay, so... Maybe
3: we should get into it a little bit later. I was going to say... How do you think it happened?
0: I mean, we'll get into it. I that's guess that's that's it. That's yeah. So um, you would think like if this was you, yeah. if this was me, you know, anybody else. Right. If even if there was even one of those factors going against you. Right. Yeah. Even if you were just present there. The BPD or the current County Sheriff, we're, our ass is getting arrested yep, immediately. Right, right, right We're getting booked. We better hope and pray <laughs> we have a decent public defender because our I, ass is going. I, I, have,
3: I have an uncle. I have an uncle that called called the cops on his on his wife. Or this is back in the day, though. Called the cops on his wife, and he's the one that got arrested, and she yeah. was the one that was abusing him. Yeah,
0: hitting him and everything. And yeah, yeah. So this makes no sense at all that you know mm-hmm. this guy. Spoiler doesn't get arrested for right. this. As it turns out, in 2013, Jimmy writes in his book, he says, Shortly after Nancy's death, I was questioned by police and let go. At one point, I went with Vince McMahon Jr. Because at this time, Sr. was still involved in the picture. But Vince Jr. was was running the show. uh, To either a a courtroom or a law office. I don't remember which because I was still in shock. All I remember is he had a briefcase with him. And I don't know what happened. And he's basically inferring. Someone got paid off. Yeah. And, you know, as the story kind of grows and grows and whatnot, right, Vince, again, gets wind of the situation with Nancy. Mm -hmm. He quickly, again, WWF is pretty much running Allentown, Pennsylvania. The police are, um, you know, making uh, reports and whatnot. And one of the reports that come out says that um, you know they're questioning Jimmy, and he goes, "Oh, you do tapings down over there at the the AG building, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." And they're asking, so they're very familiar with you know the wrestling process. Right. And they're like, "Oh, is that guy that wears the turban? Is he there right now?" Oh, is uh, he goes, "Who's who's your boss?" And he goes, "Oh, Vince McMahon Jr." And they're they're saying like, yeah. "Oh, the announcer." So they're very familiar with the TV right. show that's going on and whatnot, right? right? It gets all the way up to the DA. It gets all the way up to the uh, police chief. And it's presented pretty much that Vince talks to all these people, yeah. I was, pays I was, them off. I was going to
3: say, because didn't, didn't he have some of the uh, cops when they're off duty to work his events as well? Yeah, as yeah. security, and that, yeah. That, that's how he was He was paying them off that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. and breaking them off change or whatever. Yeah. So And in, in it, it's inferred, basically. So
3: basically. Basically, a lot of the shit that happens there is covered up.
0: Correct, yeah, because... The WWF is bringing a lot of business to Allentown. And if this was to happen, all that would get cut off. So Vince, essentially, it's inferred he pays off the DA. He pays off the police chief. He he pays off the detectives. Mm -hmm. And all of this is pretty much what they say. Dave Meltzer, um, he was on Jim Cornette saying this. He goes, all of this gets resolved within the matter of two weeks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the police basically call the family and say, hey, we're closing this investigation uh, because, you know, it looks like it's just an accident. You right. know, Jimmy says that she slipped and fell. He went to work. She came back and she was dying, basically, yeah. whatever. Right. No harm, no foul. We can't yeah. convict him based off of that whatever. Right. And the problem with that is, is when they said that. It was st- the case was still open. They never officially closed the case. Right. So all of these statements, all of the coroner's uh, files and whatnot is sealed because it's still an open investigation. So the public never, you know, mm-hmm. gets access to any of this information. Yep. Now, you as a family member, you're going to be pissed off about that because one, you already feel like we had bad vibes from yep. this guy, and then fast forward to um, Nancy's funeral. He shows up, you know, when everybody's supposed to be, you know, on all black and, you know, respectful, (laughs) whatever. This motherfucker shows up in flip flops, a tank top, and and shorts. Super short shorts and whatnot, and starts grabbing her out of the casket and crying, you know, Uh and saying weird things like, it should have been me kind of thing and whatnot, acting really suspicious or whatever, right? So they hire an attorney, uh, Mr. Cushing, who does further investigation on this and you know he gets you know reports you know from you know nurses and you know doctors and the chaplain that actually yeah. helped Jimmy call the family when she passed away has all this information and he says he tries to resubmit it to the DA and keeps getting stonewalled yeah. basically like no this is this is fake news no you don't know what you're yeah. talking about like <laughs> no, get out of here with this and um he thinks it's just really suspicious so yeah. much so that the family files a civil lawsuit Against Jimmy Snuka, which he loses completely, right, and has to pay the family a default settlement of five hundred thousand dollars, right. Now you mentioned he was an asshole for the way he showed up to right. her funeral, but he's an even bigger asshole because yeah. not only did he not show up to his court case court dates for this case, mm-hmm. but refused to pay the five hundred thousand dollar lawsuit. <laughs> well, also be, before settlement. the court
3: before the court date, uh, I, I know you didn't bring it up. Uh, Vince McMahon went up to uh, the mom as well. And offered her twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, and uh, she basically as hush money, you know. Here, just you know, don't say nothing. Like we're like we're talking about. Jimmy Snooker was a top was a top guy right now, and uh, they say he offered offered her the money, and she blatantly said, "No, I'm going on with with this. You know, my daughter's only worth twenty five thousand dollars. Like, what the fuck? A yeah.
0: Fucking a fucking two door Toyota yeah. Tacoma, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so."
3: Yeah, but I, I want to bring that because I don't know if you had that in your notes or not. But yeah, dude, like that's that's wild, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I I understand it's hush money. You don't want anything to get out. But I was like, bro, that's fucking trash. That's yeah,
0: shit. Dude. That is shitty. Yeah. yeah. Even Jimmy's wife, you know. Uh, I
3: mean, no. Let's be honest. Nobody's life is worth any any amount of money. You correct. Know? Yeah. I, I, I'd rather have the person there with me the whole time instead of like oh, getting paid off for it. Hundred
0: percent. Hundred percent. So yeah, yeah
3: that, that, it's just a, it's just a shitty. Uh, Attribute I guess he, he came up with
0: Correct yeah and you gotta think in Vince's Mind like he's looking out for His business right. again right, right Like your top star he doesn't have Hulk Hogan yet he doesn't yeah. have the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. yet, Macho Man isn't a thing yet yep. The only thing that he has is Bob Backlund Look at the YouTube video of yeah. this guy right <laughs> oh That's your God. champion right you know, uh, you're gonna make Money yeah. off that guy yeah. that dork Or Jimmy Snuka yeah. right yeah. $25,000 is a drop in the bucket Right yep. to get this guy off Yep yeah, so uh for many years, right? So this is like the early this is before I was even my old yeah. ass was even born, yeah. right? 1983 or whatever, right? This is all just, you know, innuendo and like oh, Jimmy killed a guy and got away with it. He goes on to have a career uh right after this, that's when he has like that really famous moment at Madison Square yeah. Garden where he jumps off the top of the, the cage. cage yeah. And and
3: even uh even in the dark side of the ring episode, there's the it talks about how uh, like You know, in the middle of one of those matches, a lady yells and screams, you murderer, Mm -hmm. which I mean, how do they know that or find out about that? I I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody knew about it. And, you know, it was like, you murder, you murdered that girl or whatever. Correct. So, but a lot of people are like we said, we're still bypassing it because who and how great this man was, like Correct. as a as an actual wrestler and performer.
0: It's kind of like the OJ thing, you know, like when yes. o, like you yeah, you had it's good 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 yes. You know, you ha- he had this history of abusing Nicole Brown, mm. but on TV, like he he's the guy like in the Hertz commercial. Yeah. He's the guy that rushed for two thousand yards for the Buffalo Bills. He's a USC legend, you know. Yeah. So it's just like he couldn't possibly done it. He's got an amazing smile, yeah. or whatever, right? But then when all the evidence comes out, it's just like oh no, no he OJ fucking did yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: no, 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 no no yeah exactly he no, gets no. off for it as well <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah honestly yeah but
3: that's i was like that's that's actually a good fucking analogy right there that you put bro because yeah that's there
0: yeah that's so he funny. was the original oj simpson yeah. so but uh, for 30 years it's basically you know this big old cold case it's 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 the first oj simpson yeah. thing he basically gets away with murder or whatever he goes in 96 getting gets inducted to the w def hall of fame um goes on to be the first ecw champion and whatnot, and You know, his his career starts to, you know, dwindle down or whatever, right? Because, you know, he's, you know, Trains all all his cousins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, he gets so, you know, addicted to cocaine and whatnot that he starts to lose some of his star power. And he has to eventually, you know, Dark Side of the Ring talks about it. He does, like, the indie circuit. And then he has to do, like, the autograph circuit and whatnot. So he kind of, like, falls by the wayside a little bit, right? Like, history starts to forget about Jimmy Snuka. It isn't until um, two journalists, uh, Kevin Ammerman and Adam Clark of The Morning Call, uh, which are based around Allentown, Pennsylvania, they decide that, you know, hey, you know, our editor is a huge wrestling fan. What better way to please our editor than do a story about the 30th anniversary of the Nancy Argentino case?
3: And also do it in the town that they're from.
0: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so they start to, you know, dig, you know, you got to think 30 years is coming by, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a whole career for for some people, right? For sure. So, you know, they start to interview people and nobody wants to say anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the biggest uh, open secret of their town. Right. And, you know, they're asking for police records. And this is how it comes out that, you know, the case was never officially closed. That's why they can't get those records. Right. It's because they're still sealed. Yep. But what they do happen upon is is the civil case where all of those documents, Are they might there.
3: be sealed over here. But they're not sealed here. Yep. But they're not
0: sealed in the civil case. Yep. So they get the coroner's report. That's where you get, like, all of the information about, you know, her body, how badly beaten it was, yep. about how he recommended that this be looked at, you know, as foul play. Uh, all of the things, all the, all the evidence that just kept stacking up, yep. the seven different stories, like, you know, all of the police and witness statements that all roads kind of point to Jimmy or whatnot, yeah. right? So much so that once the story comes out, the new district attorney sends this case up to a, a grand video. journey, and they decide to indict Jimmy at 70 years old mm-hmm. for murder of Nancy Argentino.
3: And even and even at this time, um, Jimmy is actually already going through uh, brain loss and, and loss of memory and stuff like that, going through like what is was it old timers -timers, alzheimer's Alzheimer's, yeah yeah. so he started going 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 through that word dementia dementia where he's where he's forgetting a lot of things so when when they brought it up to the case to him he was lost like what? what what are you talking about like he he didn't know what was going on he didn't know what the case was about because he had forgot about almost everything already correct
0: and he was even out like on a feeding tube because he had just had a portion of his stomach removed from stomach cancer. Yeah, he
3: just a, a month a month prior of him getting uh, charged with this again, he uh, uh, admitted that he had a, a cancer. Correct. Or, or, yeah. or came out publicly that he has cancer.
0: Yeah, so um yeah, it's wild because 30 years later this is when, you know, he actually goes to trial, yeah. a grand jury decides to formally charge him with the right. murder of Nancy and you would think like, okay, with all of the evidence now that it's like in the internet age, you know, you're not able to hide things. Vince With a $25,000 payoff. (laughs) Maybe, maybe for some sexual (laughs) stuff. can. Um, But, um, you think that's coming (laughs) up. Yeah. You would think that like, yeah, you know, he, he would get, or Nancy would get the justice that she deserves. But as fate would have it, He ends up getting all charges dismissed because he is totally incompetent to stand Mm -hmm. trial due to his dementia. Mm -hmm. And the fact that literally as this is going through hearings and postponements, he is placed on hospice. And the judge decides that it wouldn't be fair to put him on trial given the fact that, you know, he might not see, you know, his court day in court. And literally like six months later after this case is dismissed, he dies. Right.
3: Yeah, and and for the case too, it it took almost two years while while they were doing the whole uh, like uh, trial and stuff like that. So really, from him getting getting recharged to that, it's about it's about almost a two year period by the time he passes away and stuff. So, Correct. Yeah. And then it's also you know because like we said, he has cancer. And he has like you know all this other problems that are going on out there. And you know what? The coke didn't do any justice for him either. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> I mean, you see videos of him during this time period. Like he's he looks super frail, yeah. right? And I think the defense tried to say like, oh, he's faking it. Right. And you know they even showed a video of him like the year before. They're like he was just wrestling a year before. But then the yeah. judge sees the video of like him wrestling. It's literally like backyard wrestling, yeah. right? Like somebody set up a janky-ass ring in somebody's backyard. Mm-hmm. And he looks so – like the judge even says, like, he looks so pathetic. Like yeah. it's just like, no, yeah, he's not faking anything kind yeah. of thing. And then the fact that he dies, you know, no, from for all sure. of that shit uh, goes to further prove that he wasn't faking it. But it was just like, man, what a what a shitty, shitty, shitty situation for the family of Nancy.
3: No, for sure. and, and Because <laughs> – granted they didn't get no justice at all and you know what's crazy too is that um they, they they talk on the interview is that you know we never got our justice and we're the reason why we're doing this is because we want to get our justice but I, i'm the only thing i'm confused about is like okay well he already died so he's not gonna go to jail so i don't know what justice you can get from that i guess people knowing the story mm-hmm. you know and that that that's your justice out of it i, I mean granted like i, I don't want to sound like a dick about it but it's like I don't know what else you you can do now, you know? And obviously, I mean, you sound like they, you got the money back in the day, but it's like money. No, they my, didn't get the money though. The 500000 Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You never right, paid right, it. You're right, you're yeah. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what justice you can get. Like, I, obviously, sorry. Sorry the situation happened, but it's like, he's, he's gone now. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think just that though, like he never had to pay yeah. for his, I mean, in a way karma got him I mean because yeah. what a shitty way to die right right you know but at the same time it's just like yeah he doesn't get the justice that our our great country no, was supposed sure. to provide for to sure. them and whatnot right and it sucks because you hear like um one of the sisters I believe it's like Lorraine say that like I can still hear my um my sister calling for yeah. justice calling yeah. for me you know kind of thing and it's just like that that sucks but it go it's like the cult of personality mm-hmm. right like You hear a lot of old CM
3: Punk out of this. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing to do with CM Punk, but like it it does, it is like a good analogy of like we we see these. You see older heads talk about Jimmy Suka. and it's just like, oh, there's no way he could have done it. He was such a lovely man. Like even his cousin, you know, Sam was Sam Fatu, was just like, I couldn't see him hurting anybody, whatever, right? Just because like they're so drawn by you know, his charisma, the, the facade that people will show out, you know, in front of everybody. Yeah, correct. But you got to balance the, the demons yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, weigh them down as well. And,
3: and, and nobody knows what happens behind closed doors. Correct. I right? mean That's just, that, that's just the gist of it. You yeah. know?
0: And I equally feel bad for too. I know you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Tamina, Tamina yeah. Snuka. She actually, cause uh, this
3: is actually when all this happens, when she's getting her career going.
0: Correct. Yeah. Which sucks because his daughter, he has a daughter that ends up, you know, wrestling in the WWE now and, and you can kind of tell that like she was a big deal when she first came out. She even dressed like her dad. She mm-hmm. used the same move as her dad, the Superfly mm-hmm. Splash. And when she was getting a big push. She was mm-hmm. you know, uh, women's tag team champ. Uh, she was walking out with AJ Lee, yep. CM Punk's wife. Yep. Um, getting all this big push. Now you never see her on TV anymore. Not even around. Yeah, and it's just like she's still employed, but it's just like they can't use her on TV just because the the name has been smudged. And she has nothing to do with yeah. what her dad did. Right. If anything, she's just as much as a victim because her dad was over here cheating on his her mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Honestly, yeah. Killing women and shit, you know? <laughs> if anything, I mean, she's almost as much of a victim as Nancy. No, honestly. Say.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and I know uh, we were also talking about, too, like, we didn't even get into, like, all the whole family tree of, of Jimmy, too. Like, I mean, dude, the, guy, the guy's family runs, like, the whole freaking business, which yeah. is wild, you know? But... The one that's literally the one that's really like his, which is to me like we're talking about. There's no push for her at all. Nothing. Correct. But yeah. You look at the rest of his family, like Roman Reigns. You know, the, his big thing's he's the tribal chief right now. He's, he's he was the universal champion. He's been holding the belts for over a thousand days. Jimmy, which is also his nephew, out there getting his push, or not Jimmy, Jake getting his push. The whole bloodline storyline. That like that's that. They're the bloodline because that's like literally him. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, the like, family. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. It, and it's just wild you know like to see like yeah all this happened is like how how important his family is into the business and then it's like I mean, you have your daughter and it's like I, we're just going to keep her off to the side. Correct, you know? yeah. She's still got a
0: job. Yeah. But she's just not going to do shit. She,
3: she's doing the uh, and Benjamin being
0: backstage and helping out uh, yeah, create matches or whatever. <laughs> Cutting the broccoli yeah. at the craft <laughs> catering kind of thing, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> making sure the napkins are straight and shit. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that does suck. I mean, yeah, she, she's still employed, obviously. Right. She's not living on Skid Row or, you know, on Mount Vernon yeah. Avenue no. kind of thing, you know, yeah. pushing a cart, but... I mean, it, it still sucks for her, you know, yeah. because like she she's a, she's an actual great yeah. talent. You yeah, know? she's
3: actually really good, and and Grant she's she's a bigger girl, but she's good for what you know for her being that she knows how to use her size, and she she actually knows how to wrestle, and you know, and her her dad was like real famous too for just, like doing headbutts and stuff like that, and she she implements that in in her wrestling moves too, mm-hmm. and like you said that she does the uh, wrestling set where she's uh, jumping off the top rope and stuff like to pay homage to her dad, you know, and. Can't do yeah, it no more. She can't. It, like it sucks, dude. Yeah. And they'll bring her back like every once in a while, you know. and yeah. Do like, like two weeks, two weeks on TV or whatever, and then she's gone again. It's yeah. Well, like, oh, that's weird.
0: <laughs> but in reality, she should be yeah. a bigger thing than no, she, she actually should be. is. She really yeah. should be. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that Jimmy's uh, legacy is the gift that keeps on not, not giving. giving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a super interesting story. I'm glad we got to talk yeah, about it because, sure. um you know, it sucks. Art couldn't be here, but yeah. you know,
3: well it was like, time. it was like, we, well, we have already another topic too for a wrestling topic. Like if it ever happens again that, w- that we brought up before. So
0: yeah,
3: it'd be cool, man. Like I, l- I love coming here. I love doing other you, So it's, it's dope. And then obviously I love Patreon because we can bullshit all fucking day.
0: Yeah. Talk about socks in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> tell- <laughs> hey, you got to go subscribe to that shit for real. Yeah. So, uh art 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 <laughs> Shit, man, art gained some weight bro yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to disneyland getting too many churros baby oh but. man <laughs> <laughs> so jordan do you got anything else you want to add to this story
3: no man uh like, like you said it was really interesting uh good good topic topic uh, topic to discuss and it's like you know we didn't have a lot of time you know we brought this up to me about three four days ago so it's like you know let's do something that we know we, that we're more familiar with hey our realm you know we love wrestling let's get into it you know you don't have a lot of wrestling uh podcasts fuck it let's get into it let's do something something a little different for everybody you know everyone has their own niche and stuff like that so yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad we did it bro yeah it incorporates a lot of cool shit. the wrestling yeah. that we like and, the and true murder crime we, who doesn't like murder yeah, true crime <laughs> it's, a, it's still a true crime yeah. topic guys yeah. so yeah so uh anyways guys if you have anything else that you want to add to this topic because lord knows uh even the the creators of dark side of the ring when they were on grilling with yep. jr they were talking about, like, dude, this could have been a seven-part series. Yep. Like, there's so much information that I even left out yep. that, you know, I was listening to literally, like, there is, like, ten-part series to right. this topic. A lot of information that I kind of glossed over or whatnot, right? Uh, but anyways, if you want to talk about this case or if you have any other information or if you know the real killer, <laughs> Nancy Argentino. <laughs> Guys, oh, we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about that, <laughs> how we thought she died.
3: Oh, yeah. How do you think she died? I think that uh, he he grabbed her head and smashed it against the wall. And then he hit her on the on the counter where like the sink and stuff sat.
0: Yeah. I think what happened too, I think it was something similar to that. Like he got pissed off at her yeah. again about something. Yeah, because she
3: wasn't paying attention to when he was saying his holy grills.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean I think he, he was coked up out of his mind. Yeah. He fucking got pissed off at her, slapped her around a little bit. Like every you know, you when you have an argument with your significant other, yep. you storm out or whatever, right? Meanwhile, she's dying on the bed or whatever. You go off for thirteen hours and, yeah. you know, film championship wrestling. And you come back and realize, oh shit! You know, once the cocaine has worked its way out of your body, I fucked this girl up.
3: The only thing uh, I I wanted to like know is like, where where was the blood investigation there in the hotel?
0: We're talking about the early eighties, bro. That yeah, forensic so wasn't they, a thing. Thing, but i was
3: saying, like, was there even blood in the room? You know, like they, I I never heard nothing about like anyone talk about that any podcast or on Draxler's ring, like where a scene could could possibly be mm-hmm. in the car? Did it happen in the car? Like, we don't know.
0: Yeah. From what I was hearing, they, they it got explained away that it was the early eighties and that wasn't a thing yet, especially in a small yeah. town. Like try that in a small town. It's not, yeah, they don't have uh they don't, they didn't have uh, basic like CSI right. type technology back then yeah. as well as like in a small city like that. So they were stuck like in 1930s times, if yep. you will. So it wasn't a thing. It was pretty much just like, well, let's go out there and look in the gravel kind of thing. And, they didn't see much, and also too Vince McMahon's there to pay you off. So oh for sure, yeah. So for you're sure. not gonna look for blood if you got yeah. twenty five thousand dollars in your back pocket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, if you have any information, or if you have twenty five thousand dollars that you want to pay us off with, <laughs> That'd guys, <be> awesome. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. A <laughs> <I> one <wouldn't laughs> do that shit no. yeah. <laughs> I need I need two hundred thirty thousand dollars, but that's yeah. another topic for another time. Hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob do A one because goddamn Jordan sometimes baby. Sometimes, baby. That's just how steak is done. I know you know how to cook steak, bro. I know I know how to cook steak, (laughs) but sometimes you just need to dip it in that little sauce and eat it like a pro, baby. But anyways, guys, if you want to help support this podcast, Vince McMahon, I'm looking at you. Or endeavor, I should say. Yeah, endeavor. Uh, hit us up on all the, or hit us up at Patreon.com/slash/RandJacobDoAmerica, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So, uh, nine times out of ten, those actual episodes that you're hearing on the Patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing for free. So, if you like us here, you'll love us over there, and this week is no exception. Uh, we mm-hmm. talk about a variety of different things, including. Socks that uh, gentlemen use uh, frequently for their extracurricular activities when we're looking at videos, online videos of Valerica Steele and Joanna oh, Angel, that's a good one. and hide them conveniently in the corner. So, if you want to partake in that discussion or listen to that, guys, hit us up on Patreon, donate $1, $2, $5, or be like our homeboy uh, Jesus Gutierrez, who hooks up with like $15 or $20 a month. Even Alejandra, she buys toys for my kids, and god oh, dang, awesome. and she's. She is the MVP. So uh, go there. Uh, you'll love what you hear. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend hitting us up on uh, the official website, aren'tjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links. Uh, where we currently have four designs up. Um, so if you're at the matches, if you go to SmackDown or Raw NXT. Or, or NXT, yeah, which coming, is coming yeah. to Bakersfield soon, or you're at the AEW show, or you're going to an Impact show or a PCW show. Or or midget uh, wrestling. Or midget wrestling with Jesus Fuentes whatnot, <laughs> right? Trying to pick up ladies in the ring. Wear an Art Jacob do America t-shirt. They'll hear this episode. They'll hear our Plane Ride from Hell episode, our Chris, Chris episode. Benoit episode, episode, our Montreal Screwjob episode. They'll become fans. They'll become Patreons. It'll help us tremendously because you will be a walking billboard if you will. Touche. There you go. <laughs> so, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend hanging on over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. Uh, so check out other great podcasts such as the World Famous Sofa King podcast as well as hillbilly horror stories and robots ride. but with that said guys <coughs> my voice is officially starting to give out so yeah. you got anything else Jordan? no I'm good brother um, like I said appreciate
3: the whole whole vibe you know whenever you need that uh you know that call lay out the bat symbol and have the chair in the middle of it be <laughs> all right. there I'll you be go guys way. I
0: said, I'll be like I'll be like Jordan bring <laughs> the tables <laughs> so yeah. with that said guys goodbye and good night
1: Now we've asked a lot of wrestlers about the whole uh, Jimmy Snooker murder situation and when I finished reading your book, I read that uh, your ex-wife. She was his girlfriend at the time. Was okay. one of his girlfriends. She used to date him. Because the girl that passed away, I guess that was, they was one buddies. one the Well they was buddies, they hung out together. And, and she was in the room when the incident happened and she said, what did he hit her? See, so he went to get some cocaine, she came back with nothing. He just went through an eight ball that day and he came up off that bed and he hit her. Broke her neck. And that's what she said. Now I wasn't there. But and then she ran out the room. And she left her purse. And she started dating me, hoping that she'd get her purse back from him. <laughs> but I didn't. I mean, dude, I don't know what happened to that purse. What was the talk in the back like? Because you were in there at this time when went all that went. Well, what, what ended up happening in the wrestling world, once stuff like that happened, the talk is no talk. If you talk about it, you get in trouble. Slooker at that time was a big star. So Vince didn't want to hear it. You know, you had to protect the business because, you know, he was with the WWE. So Vince knew that this gonna hurt the company. So if I get a talk about it spreading rumor, it's kinda like the Bruiser Brody thing. I come back to the dress room, nobody wanna talk about it. They talk about it now because uh, carlos cologne is not as big in the rest of the world as he was during that time but during the time of the of the murder it was hush hush Listen like that
0: man it's like
3: this then who gives a fuck about those? so just chill to the next episode